It's the weekend. I found slightly more time to do recordings, and today, of course, is the twenty-second of、uh, July, twenty eighteen. Finally, got the dates right here.、Um, me recording this show, which is supposed to, if I'm not mistaken, show ten already. Thank you for those of us who've stuck along with the、uh, show so far. It's going to be me and my cities, David Feng's cities, which is why we call it like it. Like the show is actually called right now, David Feng Cities, but it has also meant that I'm carrying a mic with me more often than I would think I would need one, and I'm going to go into that very same device, the microphone today, because China is known as a place where they're pretty much visible all over the place, especially in the open. Now you're not going to get a great big fat microphone, say, at each crossing, but they are visible. In these individual karaoke booths, which have really exploded in popularity over the past, I would say at least two or three years or so, that's a bit of a sea change, because until very recently, like about you know something maybe four or five years ago, you know the place the place to do karaoke would be in say one of the larger, well-established places, like for example, Party Box.、Uh, wait. Party World or、uh, Cashbox or、uh, Melody. These are all names of、uh, KTV enterprises or、uh, KTV, you know, KTV bars where people just may go in, and they would either less usually sing in the lobby or more likely get an, you know, get their own private room and sing over them. The、uh, quality of the、um, audio systems were were adequate. Obviously,、um, Cash. Uh, Cashbox Party World, which was owned by,、uh, I think, was it someone from Taiwan, had the better、um, audio sounds, qualities, that kind of stuff, and all the others, which were more locally owned, had very iffy systems. You also had restaurants where they would, of course, have a boombox ready with a mic included, in the event you would like to croon halfway through your.、Uh, Meal time, which, by the way, I didn't see happen all the time. The most surreal, you know, the most surreal experience was for me in 2006 when, after finishing dinner, somebody would be holding the microphone and crooning into the open air on the southern Chinese island of Hainan. That to me was completely surreal. But I wanted to go back into KTV in terms of the new KTV mini boxes, which I have never used. And I'm not really interested in using. It is said that you can actually record this and then post it online. And of course, the ideal place to post it would possibly be WeChat Moments. I don't know if it really works for the simple reason that I've never used one, and that to me is something very new tech. And frankly, I don't feel very comfortable singing to just myself or another person next to me. Even if it is my wife, I've always associated the KTV microphone to be something that is used that you sing along with at least three or four other friends. Or my question would be, why sing in the first place? So, KTV has continued to take China by storm. It is one of those things where you want to express yourself. You want to express your agony if you've just, you know just broken up, or you want to express your joy. Uh, which in these rather stressful days is slightly less visible these days than the、uh, very good economic development we've been seeing maybe about a decade back, but it is a very East Asian thing. Karaoke has not really made it so big in the West, except for 
with people who take an obvious interest in karaoke. And there are a variety of reasons why that's not really the case. First of all, karaoke requires a TV set. For the, you know, for the simple reason that they need to change the colours of the t- subtitles to tell you where we are in the song. And of course, singing on a blue screen is so out these days. So no one's, you know, no, no one's going to be singing on, like, say, a blue screen. So they need to put something, some images in the background. And these are very generic images. Like, for example, you could be singing a song about China and you would have a picture of the Chapel Bridge in Lucerne, Switzerland. Your background which is completely irrelevant and uh, might even seem a bit, you know, spooky to some. Not not the Chapel Bridge, by the way, but just simply seeing, you know, um, irrelevant or otherwise interesting imagery. And the second thing is, we may have, say, the voice of you know, the the voice of China for China or Britain's Got Talent. But singing is something that is more visible in Chinese circles than it might be overseas. In fact, I would, you know, qualify it this way. If you visit a Chinese restaurant in, say, Switzerland or the UK, you will obviously find the KTV microphone. But if you went to, say, a pub, you might not have found it. If you go to somewhere, say, um, fine dining, even less chances, unless this was like, say, the ballroom, and you were hosting, say, for example, a um, a big conference or a big function. The Chinese are expressive in terms of being musically artistic, and I think that remains so far a very East Asian thing. Like I said, I grew up in Switzerland, where, of course, in a Chinese family, we would have friends doing karaoke, but that was pretty much it. They would mostly be Chinese friends. We would have the occasional Westerner come in and try his or her luck. But so far, KTV remains very East Asian. And I think the new KTV boxes we see around town, very, very Chinese, although with everything East Asia, with China as a major cultural power, We may, you know, eventually be finding these around other cities as well. Just not as often as, say, we see Dockler's bikes roaming around much of Europe. Thank you for your company. And if you are singing along on KTV, enjoy. It's only I unfortunately might not be joining you guys for KTV anytime soon.